Well, good deal. Good to see some faces popping up or the waves or whatever it is, the names. I guess I don't get to see any faces. <clears throat> but anyway, <clears throat> glory. Well, let's get right into this. Praise the Lord. I want us to start uh, in, the, in the book of Genesis here, and uh, we're going to go over here to, uh, <clears throat> oh, let's see, Genesis chapter uh, chapter 28. You know, the Bible's laid out historically. I mean, it's beginning to end. You can't miss it. It's history. That's what's so cool about ours. It's not a spiritual book. You get spiritual things out of it, but it's a history book, which is great because even though they try to tell us, well, a bunch of drunk guys wrote that. <laughs> really? <laughs> we'll see in a moment. Ain't no way. Uh, mm -mm, eh, not hardly. <clears throat> anyway, great history book. Praise the Lord. So anyway, uh, the book of Genesis, it means beginnings. And of course, hey, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, good deal. So anyway, oh, and we hear about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. See, that's where this comes from. Matter of fact, Jesus, as I've mentioned before, he's quoted out of, he quotes out of Genesis more than any other book. He even said he was there before Abraham was. I am, all right. <laughs> Jesus, you're out of your mind. <laughs> no, he's the Lord, okay. All right, here we go. So in Genesis chapter 28, we'll jump right into some history here. And in Genesis uh, chapter 28, verse one, so Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him and said to him, don't marry one of these Canaanite girls. Richard, I never read that. Well, you probably did. You probably read it out of the King James Version. <laughs> It says it's a little bit different, but it's the same thing. Okay. But anyway, but look at this. He, uh, so Jacob blessed, uh, I mean, so Jacob, excuse me, Isaac called for Jacob. This is Genesis chapter 28. And I'm reading from the Living Bible. You, you'd figure this out. I mean, you, uh, translations are, <laughs> you, you'll figure it out. It's, it's pretty easy. Pick one. Just the key is just read. Hallelujah. I mean, when you read it, I don't care what version you're reading, when it goes in your head, you have to put it in your language that you understand, okay? So I love the Living Bible. The Living Bible is fantastic, okay? All right, here we go. So Genesis chapter 28, verse 1. So Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him and said to him, don't marry one of these Canaanite girls. What's the problem there? Well, it must have been something going on. Okay. Instead, go to Padanaram, or would you say go to Gunnersville or something, or Atlanta. It's quite a ways over there. Okay, anyway. To the house of your grandfather, Bethuel, and marry one of your cousins, your Uncle Laban's uh, daughters. Now, let me back up just a second. Let's go to the very last verse in the 27th chapter, Genesis chapter 27. Uh, let's see. Let me get to it here. <clears throat> Genesis, uh, oh, 27. I was right there. I looked above it. <clears throat> so the last verse of... Uh, of uh, Genesis chapter 27. Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm sick and tired of these local girls. I'd rather die than to see Jacob marry one of them. <laughs> we hear some of that today. Oh, don't marry this person. No. So you know what's going on here. And uh, there's another one here I want to, I want to show you. Uh, in historically, so just go. we're going to go a little bit further back, not just two chapters. And uh, it's the last verse. It's funny. All these are at the last verse of 27 and the first verse of 28 and then the last verse of 26. So let's know Esau. Remember, this was, you know, Esau and Jacob, they were twins, whatever. <clears throat> but anyway, and Esau, remember, he sold his birthright, you know, to Jacob. And then you remember the story. That, that happens right in this next chapter. But anyway, listen to this. It says, Esau, at the age of 40, married a girl named Judith, daughter of Eri the Hethite. And he also married Basemath, you know daughter of Elon, the Hethite. But Isaac and Rebekah were bitter about him marrying them. Wow. Well, you can tell why. I mean, absolutely, because his mama, Rebekah, says, I'm sick and tired of these local girls, you know? I'd rather die than see Jacob marry one of them. 
Say, so, Richard, I never read it that way. Well, okay, your King James Bible says this. It says, it, it said, I am wearied and I'd rather die. Oh, oh, so same thing. We just don't say that. Oh, this wearies me. No, I'm sick and tired of this. Something was going on. So here we go. In Genesis chapter 28, starting at verse one. So Isaac, so his dad called him and said, okay, Jacob. And he blessed him and he said, don't marry one of these Canaanite girls. Instead, go at once to Padan Aram to the house of your grandfather Bethuel and marry one of your cousins, your uncle Laban's daughters. God Almighty bless you and give you many children. May you become a great nation and many tribes. Now, hold on a minute. I mean, it, don't, it don't always turn out that way. Now, wait a minute. Now, where do we get that attitude from? It does turn out this way. Get God involved in your life and you'll see what happens, praise the Lord. Look what his papa said. His papa said, well, you know, just kind of just hit and miss and see what happens there. No, he said, God bless you. Okay, wow. Anyway, here we go. Oh, God Almighty bless you and give you many children. May you become a great nation and many tribes. May God pass on to you and to your descendants the mighty blessings promised to Abraham. Well, see, this papa, his granddaddy, you know, Abraham, it happened to Abraham, and now his son Isaac is saying, hey, well, it happened to me. Okay, it will happen to you too, okay? All right, here we go. May you own this land where we are now foreigners, for God has given it to Abraham. Wow. You know, Abraham's blessings, the scripture tells us today, are ours. They're ours. You know, Jesus healed a woman one time that was bowed over. In other words, she was bent over. You know, got back trouble or whatever. I mean, we ought to catch on to this stuff so quick, you know. Back trouble. You know, and she couldn't even lift herself up. And it had been going on for 18 years. It's kind of like the give up status. I might as well just give up. But anyway, when Jesus saw her, he said, woman, you're loose from thine infirmity. In other words, I'm going to heal you, you know. And then when he healed her, you know, uh, some people got mad about it. <laughs> I don't care if people get mad. If I get over back trouble, I don't care who gets mad at it. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. But anyway, when Jesus was trying to straighten out those rascals, when they were fussing about it, he said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound? And we miss it. We, we're too busy reading other books instead of the Bible and letting this stuff click. Man, Abraham, Isaac, and here's Jacob, and his daddy's saying, the Lord's going to bless you. The Lord's going to give you this land. Praise the Lord. Uh, anyway, let's keep going. All right, so here we go in Genesis 28, starting here at uh, verse 7. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padan Aram. Okay, he went to Atlanta, whatever. It is quite a ways away. Uh, to visit his uncle Laban, his mother's brother, the son of Bethuel, the... Uh, the Armenian. Okay. Uh, Esau realized his father despised the local girls. <laughs> what is up with all these local girls? <laughs> oh, man, something. And his father and mother had sent Jacob to Padan Aram with his father's blessing to get a wife from there, and that they had strictly warned him against marrying a Canaanite girl. Wow, boy, these details. Isn't that something? Wow. And that Jacob had agreed and left for Padan Aram. Okay, whatever. So Esau went to his uncle Ishmael's family. Now, who in the blazes is that? Oh, you know who that is. That's Abraham. Remember, he had another son by, uh, uh, by his concubine, you know, and... Uh, <clears throat> Anyway, and so that's where Ishmael come from. So anyway, uh, hey, I was trying to say, okay. So Jacob agreed and he left. Okay, so anyway, so here we go. Esau went to his uncle Ishmael's family and married two additional wives from there. Mm, whatever, okay. Besides these wives he had already. One of the new wives was Malath, the sister of Naboth, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son. Ah, fairy tales. Is <laughs> it fairy tales? Well, I tell you what, you don't incriminate yourself by putting names and places and who did what and whatever. Oh, it's not fairy tales. Here we go, verse 10. So Jacob left uh, Beersheba and journeyed toward Haran. That night, 
he stopped to camp at sundown. He found a rock for a headrest and lay down to sleep. Now, this is a mythological story. It really never did happen. <laughs> You'll never get anywhere. Of course, you won't be reading your Bible with that kind of attitude. It's not mythological. This is what happened. Now, I want to jump ahead just a moment here. We're going to go ahead and go all the way to the book of Psalms. Now, remember Psalms, a lot of those were written by David some 1,500 years later. So David must have knew these stories here. And I'm going to go to Psalm uh, 20 here. Now, look at this. Now, how would we ever figure out what Psalm 20 is about if we're not reading what we're reading right now this morning about, uh, about Jacob? All right, here we go. In uh, Psalm 20. Now, Psalm 20, I mean, if you want to sing it, fine, but it's a prayer. It's yours. Look at this. In your day of trouble, I'm Psalm 20. You know, lose some people right there immediately. They go, oh, God, I get it. I don't, I, I, we all got troubles. What do I need the Bible for? Whoa, hold on. Look at this. In your day of trouble, may the Lord be with you. Well, that's great. He's just there. But no, that's not what it means. Remember, rule of Bible reading, keep reading. Okay. May the God of Jacob keep you from all harm. Did you see a three-letter word? All, 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 A-L-L, all trouble. Now do what you want to. Now don't tell me what you've been doing. You just do this. You know, this is between you and the Lord. He says right here, may the Lord be with you. May the God of Jacob, who we're just looking at, keep you from all harm. We're going to find out in a minute. I'm, Jacob was like, whoa, look what the Lord was doing for him. May he send you aid from his sanctuary in Zion. May he remember with pleasure the gifts you have given him, your sacrifices and burnt offerings. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. Well, God ain't got time for me. Well, yeah, with that attitude, yeah, you'll never see him get involved. But when you open up and say, look, Lord, I got to have your help. I mean, I need your help. Get involved in my plans. Help me. Most of the time we think when God gets involved in my plans, he wants to ruin them for us. He didn't want to help you. Well, that, that's so ridiculous. No wonder we have such a terrible relationship with the Lord. We think he's out to tear up everything we have. No, he's going to bless the works of your hands. He's going to help you. Anyway, <clears throat> look at this. May there be shouts of joy when we hear the news of your victory. Well, that's just it. Nothing good ever happens to me. <laughs> well, why don't you tell the Lord about that? Don't be telling me. You tell the Lord about that, okay? He'll straighten it out because you could say, look, Lord, I'm, I'm kind of weird here. The Bible, all these people keep getting out of trouble and I keep getting in trouble. Would you help me out? Guess what? He'll get you out. Especially you could say, hey, uh, Psalm 20 is mine. Yeah, tell him that. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. May there be shouts of joy when they hear the news of your victory. Flags flying high with praise to God for all he's done for you. May he answer all your prayers. Well, that'll be the day. <laughs> You tell me when that day starts happening for you. Praise God. I'll tell you what, it's good for you. God saved the king. I know he does. That's what David said. He hears me from his highest heaven and sends great victories. Well, he's talking about going to heaven. That's, why'd he say victories? And why, I mean, what is this? Daily you have to turn over a new leaf and rededicate your life and know you're going to heaven? Is that what this is about? No, it's the silly day-to-day -day problems we're all facing. Anyway, some nations boast in armies of weaponry, but our boast is in the Lord our God. Those nations will collapse and perish, but we will rise and stand firm and sure. Give victory to the king, O Lord. Uh, oh, hear, hear our prayer. All right, so what is this about the God of Jacob? Well, let's keep going because we're fixing to find out. Remember, here's old Mr. Jacob here, and he's, gonna, he's on his way to somewhere far off, about as far as Atlanta, maybe, whatever. Uh, so he's going to sack for the night. He set a rock for a headrest and lay down to sleep. 
He just got out of church. No, there was no church. We beat ourselves up over this church thing. I ain't go to church but two times last year. God hates me. Abraham never went to church. There was no church. Wherever he went, he just had church. Praise the Lord. Gee whiz. Anyway, here we go. So just, just forget all that. I'm mean, Okay, you get a chance to go to a church. You, God will take you. He'll find one for you. You'll find one. Look around. Praise the Lord. Look what you're doing this morning. <laughs> Good enough. You don't have to go to my place, but hey, right now, just listen to the word of God. Here we go. So anyway, so he, he found a rock for a headrest and lay down to sleep. And, and dreamed that, that a staircase reached from earth to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down upon it. Remember this? We called it Jacob's ladder. Well, okay. So what he said, there was a ladder. He saw angels coming up and down. Wow. At the top of the stairs stood the Lord. I am Jehovah. In other words, I'm the Lord, he said. The God of Abraham and your father Isaac. Now, I'm sure Jacob's going, let's see. What's my granddaddy's name? <laughs> He knew what this was. <laughs> uh, the ground you're lying on is yours. Whoa. I give it to you and to your descendants. For you will have descendants as many as dust. They will cover the land from east to west and from north to south. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. Wow. Okay. What's more, I'm with you and will protect you wherever you go. Well, Richard, have you heard the statistics of driving a car and how often, you know, wrecks and things are going? Hey, I've heard those statistics, but right here, tell the Lord, this is what you need in your life. Praise God. Wherever you go, he'll be with you and he'll protect you. Yeah, but I know somebody. I'm not interested in, uh, I know people have trouble. I know people died in car wrecks. I know, but this is for you and I today, okay? Just say, Lord, from here on, this is between you and me. Yeah. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go. Uh, he's, I'll be with you, protect you wherever you go. Notice he doesn't quit. Look at this. And I will bring you safely to this land. No, back safely to this land. Now, remember, his brother was really wanting to kill him. Esau was like, you know, that birthright thing really put a burr in my saddle. <laughs> you dressed up as a hairy guy and tried to fake dad out, and you got the blessing, and I'm mad at you, you know. <laughs> So anyway, uh, he said, I'll bring you back safely to this land and I will be with you constantly until I have finished giving you all I am promising. Wow. Now, what do we need these details for? I mean, come, oh, it was just so we'll know that God did it for this guy. No, he'll do it for you. Now, let's keep reading. Watch this. Then Jacob woke up. Listen to this. God lives here. He exclaimed in terror. He scared the daylights out of him. I've stumbled into his home. <laughs> now watch this. This is the awesome entrance of heaven. Well, he probably would have thought that. He thought, man, this is where you go. This is how you get up there to heaven. Okay. The next morning, he got up early, set a stone headrest upright as a memorial pillar. Oh, don't do that. You're going to incriminate us. We don't need these kind of things in the Bible because the Bible's a fake book to begin with. It's just to make you feel good. Never really happened. <laughs> it did too because Jacob's fixing to be going somewhere for about 25 years and he's going to come right back to this place. Anyway, he poured olive oil all over it. He named the place. Oh, please don't do that. He did. Bethel. Look what it says. House of God. Man, we see the word Bethel all over Alabama. Bethel Baptist, Bethel Methodist, Bethel Alabama, whatever. Okay. That's what it means, house of God. Where'd that come from? He was spending a night out there in that field and all of a sudden had this dream, saw these angels coming up and down on this ladder. Okay, anyway, you know, Jesus said the same thing to Nathaniel. He said, you'll see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Anyway, 
Now, hold your breath here. Look at this next verse. We're almost done with this chapter, okay? And Jacob vowed this vow to God. Well, what did he vow? Well, let's read it, okay? If God will help and protect me, yeah, we ought to act that way. Well, I would never talk to pray that way. Well, that's where our problem's been, you know? Tell the Lord you need his help. Now, remember, he's not telling a bunch of people there, now, y'all listen to me pray. No, this is what he told the Lord. And this was a vow. He said, Lord, okay, Boy Scout's honor here. <laughs> Look at this. If God will help and protect me on this journey and give me food and clothes and will bring me safely to my father. In other words, I got to go away over here to Atlanta and then I got to go all the way back to Memphis or wherever. It was a long way, okay. Then I will choose Jehovah as my God. Oh, you can't treat God like that. Now, wait a minute. The Bible says he first loved us. Now, did you die for Jesus or did he die for you? He died for you. He died for us while we were yet sinners. <laughs> we didn't even care about him. I don't care about the Lord. Meanwhile, 2,000 years ago, he's dying for Richard. That'll let you know right there he takes care of sin's future. We're so worried about it. I made a mistake. Oh, my gosh. I'm probably not going. Jesus is your Savior. Anyway, let's get back to this. So anyway, so he says, he says, hey, Lord, if you'll do this and whatever, I'll choose you as my God. Wow. And this memorial pillar shall be a place of worship, and I will... Now, wait a minute. This can't be right. I bet somebody drunk did put this in there. No, actually, they weren't drunk. They were political. They were motivated by money. That's what it was. Look what he says. If God will do this, then I will give back a tenth of everything you give me. Oh, that was put in there to help all the, the committees and the financial people in the churches so that we can round up. That is baloney. That's total baloney. This was a bargaining thing that uh, uh, Jacob told the Lord. And it wasn't the first time it happened. Abraham did the same thing to Melchizedek just uh, in Genesis chapter 15. No, 14. And God gave, I mean, excuse me, uh, Abraham gave uh, Melchizedek, Melchizedek a tenth of all the spoils he just got out of, out of a big war that he was involved in. So here's what Jacob says. He says, if, if you'll keep me safe and if you'll bless me and you'll take me from over here and get me all the way back to my mom and papa, I'll give you 10% of whatever I got. Wow. Well, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Chapter 29. Jacob traveled on. Remember, he had that prayer. Remember, we don't read this 10 years from now. We read it right now. Remember, we already been reading in, in Psalm 20, may the God of Jacob, who the heck is the God of Jacob? We're watching. Here we go. Finally arriving at the land of the east, he saw in the distance three flocks of sheep lying beneath, uh, beside a well in an open field, awaiting to be watered. Okay, uh, But a heavy stone covered the mouth of the well. The custom was that the stone was not removed until all the flocks were there. After watering them, the stone was rolled back over the mouth of the well again. Jacob went over to the shepherds and asked them uh, where they lived. Hey, where do you guys live? Well, they said at Haran. Remember, there was no GPSs, there was no phone, there was no Google Maps or whatever. I mean, I tell you what. The Lord guides you. You don't have to have all that stuff. Anything. Like God, we do. But look what happened here. Hey, do you know a fellow named Laban, the son of Nahor? Look at this. We sure do. <laughs> you know, this story happened to uh, uh, his daddy's, uh, uh, well, anyway, his granddaddy. His granddaddy sent a slave over, over in that direction to go get a wife for his daddy. And, and the, the slave guy, he just said, Lord, if you want to bless my master Abraham calls one of these women to come out here to be one of his kinfolk. You know, you can go read the story for yourself. And while he was still praying, 
while he was still praying, Rebecca showed up. Man, and she was a knockout too, you know. That's what's going to happen here. It's the same story. Mercy. Here we go. So anyway, hey, do you know Nahor? Well, we sure do. Verse 6, how is he? He's well and prosperous. Look, there comes his daughter Rachel with the sheep. Oh, look out. Why don't you water the flocks so they can get back to grazing, Jacob asked. They'll be hungry if you stop so early in the day. Well, we don't roll a stone away and begin watering until all the flocks and shepherds are here. As this conversation was going on, Rachel uh, ar arrived with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess, you know. You probably never knew that. Yeah, there's women in the Bible that took care of sheep. Look at that. And because she was his cousin, the daughter of his uh, mother's brother, and because the sheep were his uncles, Jacob went over to the well, rolled away the stone, woo, and watered his uncle's flock. Then Jacob, good grief, he kissed Rachel. That's a little bit too fast. <laughs> Come on, it's a history book. Gee, he needs some marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah, how far has that got anybody? Anyway, anyway, Jacob kissed Rachel and started crying. Now, what's he crying about? He just had that prayer the night before, and then boom, everything's unfolding. And what's going to happen to you when you start praying? You know, praise the Lord, same thing. He explained about her being his cousin on his father's side and that he was her aunt Rebecca's son. She quickly ran and told her father, Laban, and as soon as he heard of Jacob's arrival, he rushed out to meet him and greeted him warmly and brought him home. Then Jacob told him his story. Wow. Just think, my very own flesh and blood, Laban explained. Apparently, he was having trouble with those Canaanite girls, too. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, after Jacob had been there about a month, Laban said to him one day, look at the time frame. It's been a month now. He said, hey, just because we're relatives, there's no reason for you to work for me without pay. How much do you want? Oh, this is such a holy book. And, and I mean, we've got to think what this means and whatever. No, you don't. Just keep reading. It's history. Now, hang on now. It ain't going to be too politically correct. Here we go. Here we go. All right. How much do you want? Now, Laban had two daughters, Leah, the older, and her younger sister, Rachel, you know, Leah had lovely eyes. I'll say that again. Leah had lovely eyes. But Rachel was shapely and in every way a beauty. <laughs> now, where have we heard that before? You go double dating there, you go, well, hey, so who's the girl going with me? Oh, she's real smart. <laughs> yeah, her hair looks great, you know, whatever. Uh, well, yeah, but is she pretty? Well, she, she's got lovely eyes. <laughs> Man. Uh, I'll read that again. So anyway, Leah had lovely eyes, but Rachel was shapely in every way a beauty. Wow. Well, Jacob was in love with Rachel. We don't need no love in the Bible. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, good grief. You know, that's not, we need to just love Jesus. We, oh, please. You're created in his image. He made us male and female. Glory to God. Phew. You know what it's like to be in love. Good grief. Here we go. So anyway, <clears throat> well, Jacob was in love with Rachel, so he told her father, I'll work for you seven years if you'll give me Rachel as my wife. Hey, cool. Agreed, Laban replied. I'll give her to you. I know he said, I'd rather give her to you than uh, someone outside the family. So Jacob spent the next seven years working to pay for Rachel. But they seemed to him, now, I don't know why this is in the Bible. This is just dumb because we need to just be thinking about, you know, becoming monks. 
and we don't need to be thinking about women, and we don't need to be thinking about love, and it's just it just messes up your relationship. It doesn't mess up your relationship with God. God started out and said, hey, it ain't good for man to be on. Wow. Well, look at this. Here we go. So anyway, so here's he, he's working seven years to pay for Rachel. But they seemed to him but a few days. He was so much in love. Hey, I'm 59 years old. I'll be 60 here shortly. But I mean, I tell you what, we've all know <laughs> at my age, you, you remember what love is or you have love, whatever. You know what that, mm, that hurt, that pain, that whatever it is. We get it. Finally, the time came for him to marry her. Boy, don't you know he's excited. I've filled my contract, Jacob said to Laban. Now give me my wife so that I can sleep with her. Well, he shouldn't have said that. <laughs> History book. Man, I love it, you know. Here we go. So Laban invited all the men of the settlement, settlement to celebrate with Jacob at a big party. Now, remember, this weren't a bunch of homeless people out there wearing scrubby little clothes like they do on some sort of Star Wars on another planet. It's so stupid, you know, just covered up with fleas or something. No, these people were good. They, they were fine. A couple of BMWs pulled up, you know, Jaguars, whatever. There we go. So Laban invited all the men of the settlement to, to, to celebrate with Jacob at the big party. Afterwards, that night, yeah, buddy, here we go, honeymoon. Look at this. When it was dark, Laban took Leah, now wait a minute, Leah, supposed to be Rachel, to Jacob, and he slept with her. Ugh, God. And Laban gave Leah a servant girl, Zilpah, to be her mate. I cannot read the Bible. There it goes again. You've already mentioned it, Rich. I've heard, I hear the slave thing. Oh, the slaves. Oh, no, no. Oh, really? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Servant is not above his master. Yeah, you're not going to read the Bible because somebody told you that, oh, whatever. <clears throat> well, catch up with the rest of us, and uh, you just keep reading the Bible. Don't let that bother you, okay? Didn't bother this servant girl, Zilpah. I mean, gee. Anyways, here we go. Back up. And Laban gave Leah, a servant girl, Zilpah, to be his maid. But in the morning... Whoops, when the lights was on, <laughs> it was Leah. What sort of trick is this? Jacob raged at Laban. Well, wait a minute right there. He lost his temper. So that's what Christianity is all about, is being calm. No, it's not. Jesus wiped out the temple one day. He wasn't calm. He didn't say, now, y'all, please get out of here. He took a whip. Man, he called the most religious people vipers and snakes. Whoo. What sort of trick is this? Jacob raged at Laban. <laughs> you know, I've been pretty ticked too. <laughs> God. I worked for seven years for Rachel. What do you mean by this trickery? Oh, it's not our custom to marry off the younger daughter ahead of her sister, Laban replied smoothly. Okay. Wait until the bridal week's over and you can have Rachel too, if you promise to work for me another seven years. This working bit ain't working out too good for <clears throat> Mr. Jacob. But wait a minute. The God of Jacob, and remember what God promised him? Watch what happens. So Jacob agreed to work seven more years. Then Laban gave him Rachel too. And Laban gave Rachel a servant girl named Bilhah to be her maid. Now, why is that so important? Well, have you ever heard of the children of Israel? Have you ever heard of the 12 tribes? Guess what? They all going to come from these four women. And guess what? All their names are going to be related to I'm going to outdo you because I'm going to have a child next. <laughs> and I'm going to have another child. I'm going to have another child. It's all about being in bed with Jacob. 
Rachel, I can't believe it. Well, I'm going to keep reading. You'll find out. So, so Jacob slept with Rachel too, and he loved her more than Leah and stayed and worked the additional seven years. Well, wow, he's being a little partial, isn't he? He loved Rachel more than he did Leah. Well, let's keep reading. Uh, but because Jacob was sliding Leah, what's that? He wasn't spending too much time in bed with the one that had the lovely eyes. <laughs> I mean, come on, you get this. And you can understand he wanted Rachel to be in with. Gee, Jehovah let her have a child while Rachel was barren. In other words, here, here comes uh, uh, Leah. She's having her first kid. Now, here's the name. Watch this. So Leah became pregnant and had a son, Reuben, meaning God has noticed my trouble. Now, the trouble she was noticing was my husband's not sleeping with me. He's sleeping with my sister. <laughs> and so she names him what? Reuben. Oh, it's a spiritual name. It's one of the 12 tribes of Israel. It's a, oh, pfft. be quiet. That's not where it came from. She felt, notice this, and she she thanked the Lord. I mean, it, what a blessing to her. She said, whoa, praise God, I had a son. You know, and she called him Reuben, you know, like I said, which meant God noticed my trouble. She didn't say, well, I don't know if there really is a God or not. You know, No, she knew God saw her trouble. Wow. For she said, Jehovah has noticed my trouble. Now my husband will love me. <laughs> you know, she was having a tough time. You know, can you blame her? I mean, can you, she was probably mad at her dad when she was shoved into that wedding chamber that night. Dad, don't do this. Oh, anyway. Soon she became pregnant again. Whoa. Remember, this is Leah. Lovely eyes, whatever. She had another son and named him Simeon. Oh, yeah, the great spiritual name, Simeon. Oh, I remember the Bible, the tribe of Simeon. Yeah, well, guess where his name come from? Look what it says. Oh, Simeon, which means Jehovah heard. Well, I thought it meant something specific about down through the years and whatever in the land. It's got nothing to do with that. His mama named him Jehovah Heard. You know, we ought to start naming some things when we get our prayers answered, Jehovah Heard. You know, come on, instead of just, well, I sure got lucky. <laughs> Put stuff out in your yard. Plant a plant or something. Say, man, I, I thank God he kept me out of this trouble. You know, Jehovah Heard. All right, here we go. Keep going. Now, that's two down, and she's fixing to have two more here before the end of this chapter. Soon she became pregnant again. Oh, well, we didn't read that one. Okay. Uh, Jehovah heard, she said. Jehovah heard I was unloved, and so he has given me another son. Look, see the trouble she was having? She thought she wasn't being loved and whatever, and look what God did. Wow. Again, she became pregnant and had a son and named him Levi. Oh, let me guess, Richard. Levi, the tribe, the Levites. They're the ones that take care of the temple and whatever, and this is going to be a holy name. No, it's not either. It's got nothing to do with that. Remember, God just chose that tribe. He could have chosen another tribe. Well, what did he name this kid? Or she? Look at this. She named him Levi, meaning attachment. For she said, surely now my husband will feel affection for me since I've given him three sons. <laughs> Golly. Hey, you probably didn't know that. Or if you did, you probably knew it a long time ago because you read it a long time ago, but you hadn't read it recently. And that's how it goes. I forget things in my house. I hadn't had them. I didn't know I bought that. I, I'm going, how did I get that? We just forget stuff. That's the reason you got to keep reading your Bible. Don't ever try to go around town and tell people, I read the Bible cover to cover. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm glad. We'll give you a star. You know, I, probably like me, you in Sunday school, you were able to recite the 12 disciples. Well, great. I couldn't do it today. <laughs> I may get three or four of them. You got to go back and look at that list. 
I tell you what, even if you do go back and practice with that list, it'll do something for you. Here we go. It shows you're looking at the things of the Lord, and the Lord will look at the things of you. Praise the Lord. Here we go. He'll take care of you. So here we go. Let's back up where we were. Oh, so now she's got three. And this one she named attachment, for she said, surely my husband will feel affection for me since I've given him three sons. Once again, she was, a pre she was pregnant and had a son and named him Judah. Oh, yeah, the lion of the tribe of Judah. I know all about this, Richard. No, you don't. No, you don't. Mm -mm. See, Jesus came from this, this, this son's uh, oh, genealogy, whatever, but it had nothing to do with that. Look at that name. Look what it says. means praise, for she said, now I will praise Jehovah, and then she stopped having children. In other words, she, was, she gave her husband four sons. Incredible. How many friends do you got that you know that, you, that your friend, let's say he's a guy, and he's got three brothers and stuff? I mean, that is pretty awesome, you know. Well, yeah, four, four sons, whatever. Okay. Chapter 30. It's the reason you don't read this 10 years from now. See, it's all connected. The numbers are in there to help us find stuff. We don't just go, wow, it's in the front of the Bible. It's, in, it's toward the back. It's in the middle. No, we can actually say Genesis chapter 30. So here we go. Rachel, realizing she was barren, became envious of her sister. Well, I guess so. Look what she says. Give me children or I'll die, she exclaimed to Jacob. Give me children or I'm going to die. Okay. I tell you what, old Jacob, he needs to go. You know, I don't think he's a Christian. I'm teasing. Look what he says. Jacob flew into a rage. Am I a God? He flared. He's the one who's responsible for your barrenness. You know, now remember, Jacob wasn't going to church. There was no church. He's just looking at the office, okay? And he ain't trying to be politically correct. He's not trying to be from the Bible belt and trying to show whatever. No, <laughs> he needs to go to anger management, doesn't he? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Remember, he's the papa. And matter of fact, if you jump ahead, if you know with me, he's the one that's going to, his name's going to be changed to what? Israel, what, this jerk? This guy's got an anger problem? <laughs> Is there really an anger problem? I mean, look what his wife did. She walked in there having a fit saying, hey, give me kids or I'm going to kill myself. Well, he just fired back's all he did. Anyway, then Rachel told him, sleep with my servant girl, Bilda. Good grief, he's got three women now. And her children will be mine. So she gave him Bilhah to be his wife, and he slept with her, and she became pregnant and presented him with a son. Rachel named him Dan. Hey, I remember that. He's one of the 12 tribes, Dan. Yeah. Guess what his cotton-picking name's <laughs> going to mean? Oh, but she prayed and asked the Lord to tell us what in the future this name. Oh, please. Read the history. Look at this. Rachel named him Dan, meaning justice, for she said, God has given me justice and heard my plea and has given me a son. I'd like to have that over your head all the time. I mean, probably several of us out there, their names are Dan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Mama was having trouble having kids, and <laughs> she named me Dad. I mean, Dan, and uh, <laughs> because... God finally helped her out. Anyway, then Bil Bilhah, Rachel's servant girl, became pregnant again and gave Jacob a second son. What's she going to name this one? Well, let's find out. Jacob named him Naphtali. Oh, I remember Naphtali, the tribe in the land of Naphtali. Look what it means. You, you might as well can guess it now, can't you? Watch this. Meaning wrestle. Yeah, wrestle. Grissom wrestling team, whatever. You know, wrestling, you know what I mean? Okay. 
For she said, I am in a, <laughs> I am, Richard, I cannot believe it's in the Bible. What Bible are you reading? The same one you got. I'm reading the Living Bible, but you read the King James. It's going to take you a little while mentally to translate it in your head to finally get to what we're saying here. Watch this. I am in a fierce contest with my sister, and I am winning. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's check the score. Leah has four. Hmm. Rachel actually has zero, but by her servant girl, she has two. So it's two to four. <laughs> well, we'll give her credit for being optimistic. <laughs> she says she's winning. <laughs> Name this kid wrestling. Woo. All right. Meanwhile, Leah realized that she wasn't getting pregnant anymore. Do you see the competition? Richard, I cannot believe this is the history behind the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the reason we got to keep reading. You know, there's a lot of things we'll get out of the Bible if we just keep reading. The main thing we'll keep getting out of the Bible is praise God, God take care of us. Remember, these women, even though they're involved in this competition, you know, they're thanking the Lord for what's happening. Here we go. Meanwhile, realizing that she wasn't getting pregnant anymore, she gave her servant girl, Zilpah, to Jacob. Oh, my gosh. Boy, Jacob's getting busy, isn't he? Woo! Four women now to be his wife. And soon Zilpah presented him with a son. Leah named him Gad. Don't tell me, Richard. Has he got something to do with his company? Yeah, Gad. But you already remember one of the 12 tribes of Israel, Simeon, Reuben, we've already heard Levi, you know, Naphtali, Dan, and Gad. Guess what old Gad means? <laughs> it means my luck has turned. <laughs> Gee. Oh, man. Yeah, such a spiritual book. Such a spirit. It's a history book, praise the Lord. Mm. Then Zilpah, here she goes again, she produced a second son. And Leah named him Asher, meaning happy. Oh, that's because, you know, down through the ages to come, you know, no. Uh -uh, this competition is going on. Look what she says. Happy, for she said, what joy is mine. The other women will think of me blessed indeed. All about you, isn't it? Well, you know, it needs to be. You know, we, we, we treat ourselves like, well, I'm just talking. Nothing ever works out. God needs you to be praising him, but he don't want you to praise him if, you're, if, if you think you've got to praise him because things are just terrible in your life. Your life is supposed to be productive and being blessed. and You can't help but praise him. It'll turn around. Anyway, one day during the wheat, during the wheat harvest, Reuben found some mandrakes. Some what? Well, it's just some sort of fruit, whatever. Growing in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Rachel begged Leah to give some of them to her. Now, what's going on here? Oh, Richard, let me guess. Yeah, it's got something to do with going to bed. <laughs> yeah, okay, here we go. But Leah angrily replied, Wasn't it enough to steal my husband? And now will you steal my son's mandrakes too? Rachel said sadly, He will sleep with you tonight because of the mandrakes. <laughs> These two sisters won't let up, will he? That evening, as Jacob was coming home from the fields, Leah went out to meet him. You must sleep with me tonight. <laughs> well, okay, if you want to. <laughs> well, we can't be letting the young ones read this book. <sighs> Mercy. Yeah, you can. They need to be reading this book. So she went out and said, hey, you must sleep with me tonight. For she said, I'm hiring you with some mandrakes. Uh, my son has found. Remember, Leah's the one that had the good-looking eyes, <laughs> but Rachel was the knockout, okay? Oh, so he did. All right, here we go. 
And God answered her prayers. Now, why does it say that? Because, you know, God doesn't answer. He doesn't answer my prayers. I don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah, he does. What's the matter with you? Praise the Lord. And she got exactly what she asked for. Look, well, let's keep reading. And God answered her prayers and she became pregnant again. Well, she already had four. Yeah. Whoa. And gave birth to her fifth son. She named him Issachar. Richard, let me guess. It's got nothing to do with some spiritual name of some some tribe of yeah. You're right. It's it's got. Think about the story. Remember the mandrakes. Remember what he, he she just told Leah. Just told Jacob. I'm hiring you. Sound like a prostitute or whatever. But you know the point. Okay. I'm hiring you. That's what it's about. She named him Issachar, meaning wages. Can you imagine if you were this kid and you asked your mama one day, uh, hey, mama, uh, why'd you name me Issachar? Well, it's because I had to pay your dad to go to bed with me, son. <laughs> oh, God. That's too much information. No, it's the very information we need. Praise God. Here we go. For she said, God has repaid me for giving my slave girl uh, to my husband. <clears throat> anyway, so in other words, remember, her slave girl had two had two sons, and now uh, Leah had another one. Wow. Here we go. Actually, she had two more, didn't she? Then once again, she well, here she goes. Then she, she's going to have six. Look at this. Then once again, she became pregnant uh, with a sixth son. She named him Zebulon. Yeah, I can guess it now. Yeah, you're right. Watch this. Meaning gifts, for she said, God has given me good gifts for my husband. What were those good gifts? She had six sons. You know, there's more things important in this life than to be worrying about your relationship with your husband or your, or your love life or whatever. Oh, really? Look how God got involved here. They were serious. They believed that Jesus stood at the door and knocked. And if any man or any woman will open the door. Thank God. You see what we get out of the Bible? You would have got this yourself, drinking coffee, you know, and uh, and reading this yourself in the morning. Okay. Mm, here we go. Uh, let's see what happened here next. All right, here we go. So, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading G Genesis 30, and we're down here. Uh, now he will honor me, is what she said, for I've given him six sons. Wow. Plus two from her servant girl. Afterward... She gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. That's where that Dinah came from. You probably have friends named Dinah. Wow. Then God remembered about Rachel's plight and answered her prayers. Now, that's 100%. There were ain't but two. Two daughters. One looked like one getting nothing. The other one's getting a whole lot of blessings. This one's getting nothing. All of a sudden, bam, here it goes. Richard, don't. don't. Don't spoil this and tell me that she's going to name her kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's going to be a real common name. And uh, <laughs> you're, you're never going to, every time you hear this name, you'll, <laughs> anyway, let's just read it. God remembered Rachel's plight, answered her prayers by giving her a child, for she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. God has removed the dark slur against my name, she said. And she named him Joseph. Yeah, coat of many colors. But what does that name Joseph mean? You won't believe it. Meaning, may I also have another. <laughs> One's not enough, is it? No, hey, hey, oh, I'm glad, but hey, can I have another one? Can I have extra help under those mashed potatoes? You know, I just gave you a brand new car. I want another one. Can I have another one? <laughs> yeah. So now every time you hear the word Joe, it means, hey, can I have another one? Wow. 
For she said, may jo for she said, may Jehovah give me another son. Now, no, she said the right thing. And you know, actually he did. Remember what the next one was? It's going to happen later on. Benjamin. And that's all 12. You can count them. Anyway, uh, here we go. <clears throat> Soon after the birth of Joseph to Rachel, uh, Jacob said to Laban, I want to go back home. Hey. Remember, he, all these kids, it's been about 15 years. Okay. I want to go back home. Let me take my wives and children, for I've earned them from you, and be gone. And for you know how, how fully I have paid them for my services uh, to you. Please don't leave, Laban replied, for a fortune teller that I consulted. What? Remember, this is a, this is a history book. It's not a spiritual book. And they all went to the Yama Yama Baptist Church together, or some went to the Methodist Church, and some went to Presbyterian. There was none of that. They're just out there creating history. A fortune teller that I consulted told me that the many blessings I've been enjoying are all because of you being here. Whoa. Yeah, the same thing's going to happen to you too. Anyway, uh, how much of a raise do you need to get you to stay? Whatever it is, I'll pay it. Well, Jacob replied, you know how faithfully I've served you though these many years and how your flocks and herds have grown. For it was little indeed you had before I came and your wealth has increased enormously. Jehovah has blessed you from everything I do. Now that's a little bit haughty. No, it's not. God told him this was going to happen. God told you it's going to happen. Anyway, but now what about me? When should I provide for my own family? Well, what wages do you want? Laban asked again. Jacob replied, if you'll do one thing, I'll go back to work for you. Let me go out among your flocks today and remove all the goats and the speckled or spotted and all the black sheep. Give them to me as my wages. In other words, he's going to separate the black ones from the white ones or whatever, some polka dotted ones or whatever. <clears throat> then if you ever find any white goat or sheep in my flock, then you'll know I've, I've stolen them from you. <laughs> all right, Laban said, it'll be as you said. So that very day, Laban went out and formed a flock for Jacob of all the male goats that were ringed and spotted and females that were speckled and spotted with any white patches and all the black sheep. He gave them to Jacob's sons uh, to take care of them. Through Where them sons come from? We just read about it. <laughs> now we know how many of them are there. There's 11. Wow. Anyway, and who's the youngest? Joseph. Isn't that right? Remember coat of many colors? He's going to be the youngest and he's going to get in trouble and be sold as a slave down into Egypt. And then he's going to be what? Second to Pharaoh. All this is in the next six to seven chapters. Anyway, Jacob stayed and cared for Laban's flock. Then Jacob took fresh shoots from poplar almond plane trees and peeled back the white streaks in them and placed the rods beside the watering. And he put some sort of sticks and stuff by the water, okay? And placed these rods beside the watering trough so that the flocks would see them when they came to drink. For that's when they made it, okay? All right, so the flocks made it before the white streaked rods and the, their offspring were streaked and spotted. Jacob added them to his flock. Remember, he, he had all the speckled ones or whatever, all the solid colors except for black were Laban's. Then he divided out the ewes from Laban's flock and segregated them from the rams and let them mate only with Jacob's black males. Thus he built his flocks from Laban. Moreover, he watched the stronger animals mate and placed the peeled branches before them, but uh, didn't with the feebler ones. So the less healthier lambs were Laban's and the stronger ones were Jacob's. As a result, Jacob's flocks increased rapidly and he became very wealthy with many servants, camels, and donkeys. And let's read the rest of this a year from now. Why don't you read it sometime this afternoon before you go to bed or maybe tomorrow or whatever. Just keep on reading. Hey, 
Thanks for joining me. Father, we just thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good today, something our body may be hurting, whatever, no matter what it is, you'll fix that. You healed everybody when you were here. You'll take care of us now. Lord, if we're hurting financially, you'll take care of that. Look what we see here in this story here with Jacob. And we can tell you the same thing. If you'll take care of us, praise the Lord, then we'll give you 10%. <laughs> you'll be our God, we'll say. And if it's not that, it's something else. We're just faced with some other, some order, some sort of terrible problem, whatever it is, political problem, whatever it is, family problem. Lord, just get us out. Get us out of trouble. We know you will. And that doesn't leave anything left. But for us to give as much details as we can as we tell other people about what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, y'all have a good day.